You're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Leon, over here! Hey Molly, nice beach set up. Yes, I've got the lounge chairs, the umbrellas for shade, a cooler full of super exotic and or made-up beverages. Mango bean and library spritz, don't mind if I do. And I even set up a studio right over here. Come check it out. I figured if we're going to do an episode all about sand, why not tape it at the sandiest place of all, the beach? The studio is right over here. Uh, Mark, what are you doing in our studio? Shh, shh, shh. Molly, Molly, he's in the middle of saying something. Are you using the studio to interview a seagull? Yeah, and he's been talking for over an hour now. He really has a lot to say. What is he saying? Honestly, I have no idea. And at this point, I'm a little too embarrassed to tell him that I don't speak seagull. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. Well, we need him to stop talking so we can do our episode. I have an idea. Oh, hey, look, someone just dropped a plate of french fries over there. Great thinking, Leon. Now we can start the show. Yeah, uh, good work. Now, would you please move? I gotta get those fries before that seagull hogs them all. Hey, save some for me! You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Leon from Ipswich, England. Hi, Leon. Hi. I'm very excited to be doing this. Well, we are very excited that you're here today. Is there a beach near where you live in England? Um, yes. My The beach that I go to quite a lot is called Felixstowe. And what is your favorite thing to do at that beach? Um, probably make sand castles. Do you do it like you put sand in a bucket and kind of like flip it over? Do you have another technique you use? Um, sometimes I just almost make a pile of sand. Very fun. So when you make your sand castle, do you like imagine that there are people there or like animals or it's for crabs? Like what does your imagination do when you make a sand castle? Um, normally like I make it a castle and then I put something inside of it then I have to like try and protect it almost. Fun. Are you what are you protecting it from? The water. Yes that water always has a way of coming and wrecking our sand castle doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Not very nice. So as you've been on the beach have you wondered about sand like what have you been curious about? I've wondered how it's made and like how it's got here. Excellent question. Well, we're not the only ones who love to think about the beach. Today, we're answering this awesome question. Hello, my name is Sophie, and my question is, how deep does the sand go on the beach? Great question. We know beaches have lots of sand, but there must be something under all those little grains. What's holding it all up? I know one way to find out. Got your shovel, Molly? Of course. Well, let's start digging. While we dig, we do need to say that every beach is different. Right, some beaches may just have a few centimetres of sand. Picture a layer of sand as tall as a turkey lettuce tomato sandwich. 
or others can have 40 to 50 meters of sand. That's like a 12-story tall building's worth of sand. So far, we've dug about four inches deep. Whoa. And now our beautiful hole is filling in with water at the bottom. Where is the water coming from? I was expecting that. If you're very near to where water hits the beach, you'll get to water pretty fast. Oh, right. There's underground water in lots of places. And here at the beach, that underground water starts at the same level as the ocean. If you're further away from the water, you'll be able to dig until you hit rock. That's the solid part of the Earth's crust. Yeah. Remember how our Earth has layers inside? Go check out our episode about what would happen if you dug a hole to the center of the Earth to learn all about those layers. The top layer of the Earth is called the crust. So if you dig deep enough anywhere in the world, you eventually get to the crust, which is made out of rock. So the short answer to Sophie's question, how deep does the sand go on the beach? It depends. But no matter how deep the sand goes on your particular beach, we can all agree, sand is super cool. Yes, we can agree. Sandin is super cool. Well, hello there, Sandin Totten. And no, we didn't say Sandin is super cool. We said sand is super cool. Well, I agree with you on that, too. Sand is super cool. And because Sandin is also super cool, I'm proud to announce the grand opening of... Drumroll, please. <clears throat> Molly, Leon, drumroll. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, sure. Sorry. Much better. The grand opening of Sandin's Super Cool Sand Stand. You're selling sand? I sure am. At the beach? Absolutely. But Sandin, we're surrounded by sand. Why would we want to buy yours? Because no one knows sand like Sandin's Super Cool Sand Stand. Plus, it comes in a nifty glass bottle with my photo on it. Well, you do have a winning smile. Thank you, Leon. So where did you get all this sand? Where anyone gets sand. From a thousands or even millions years long process of rocks and minerals breaking down into tiny pieces. That wasn't what I meant, but... You see, Molly and Leon, sand is made up of rocks and minerals, which includes stuff made from minerals like seashells. And there are different kinds of sand that are made from different kinds of rocks and minerals. Here, see this bottle? Ooh, it's super dark, almost black. That sand is made from tiny bits of stuff that came from volcanoes. Imagine this, a volcano erupts. It spews lava. The lava hardens and turns black once it starts cooling. Then, over many, many, many years, wind and rain and animals hoofing it across that hard black rock breaks it into tiny pieces. Those pieces break into even smaller bits and on and on until you have black... Sand! You got it, buddy. And this bottle of white sand comes from the famous white sand beaches in Hawaii. Any guesses what it's made out of? Dried unicorn tears. Petrified marshmallows. Heat-resistant snow. The white t-shirt belly button fuzz of one million dads. Whoa, I love enthusiasm, but the answer is even more surprising. It's made out of parrotfish poop. Honestly surprised we didn't guess fish poop. Parrotfish love to snack on coral. 
and the parts they can't digest come out of their booties as this bootyful white sand. Ah, over here, check this out. This bottle of beige sand looks kind of boring, right? Yeah, plain old sand. But take a look now with my handy-dandy sandy ray. Isn't that just the zoom ray from Brains on Headquarters? And you've just taped a photo of yourself on the side. Sandin's super cool sand stand is an in-demand brand with a plan to expand to zoom rays. Hard to argue with that impish grin. Okay, carry on. Let's zoom in. Whoa, seeing the sand zoomed in like this is incredible. There's all kinds of cool stuff here and so many colors. I see orange seashells, pink translucent sea glass, dark shiny rocks and tiny bits of white coral. It's gorgeous. It is. And for the low price of uh, whatever cash you have in your pockets, this bottle can be yours. So many different materials have been broken down to make sand. Some of those bits even made their way to the beach all the way from the mountains, traveling down rivers, breaking down more and more until they made their way here. Zoom out, handy-dandy Sandy Ray. Okay, you definitely know your sand. Well, I should know my sand facts. After all, sand is named after me. I'm pretty sure sand has been around longer than you have. So... Can I interest you in Sandin's hand-bottled sand? How about one bottle for three? Or two for ten? Hmm, I think I'll pass for now. I'm literally sitting on a giant pile of sand. Well, want to bottle some while you're just sitting there? I can always use a hand at the sand stand. Hey, guys. Nice beach chairs. Hey, it's producer Nico Gonzalez-Wizzler. What's up? Uh, not much. Just... Trying to enjoy my beach day. (sighs) What's the matter? The sun is shining. The waves aren't too scary. There's a gentle breeze. Look. I'm drinking a pineapple freezy out of a pineapple. What more could you want? (sighs) It's just, I was at this beach a few years ago, and there's way less sand here now than there was back then. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Looks like there's lots of sand still here. And not just in the many, many bottles I currently have for sale. Okay, gotta go, bye. Wow, he packed that whole stand up very fast. I've never seen someone exit like that. Wait, Nico, what were you saying about there being less sand? Well, a lot of people think sand is always just here, and it'll always be here. Like, it's a resource that keeps getting replenished, More and more keeps coming. But turns out, sand isn't like that. In fact, we might be running out of beach sand. What? Yeah, it's a major bummer. What about you tell us all about it in a minute? But first, would it cheer you up to listen to the... Oh, definitely. Okay, Leon, are you ready for the mystery sound? Yep. Okay. Here it is. Hmm. I think we need to hear it again. It's kind of a short one. Okay. Leon, what is your guess? 
I think it's someone like pouring a jug of ice and water into a cup. Ooh, that is a very good guess. I love it. Well, we will hear it again, get another chance to guess, and hear the answer after the credits. So stick around. We're working on an episode all about matches, those incredible little wooden sticks that make fire when you strike them on a surface. And we want to hear from you. If you could come up with a new name for matches, what would it be? Maybe sparkle sticks or fire pixies? Liam, what do you think? What would you rename matches if you could? I would probably rename them spark scratches. Oh, very nice. Why Why that name? Um, because normally you scratch them against something and they make sparks. Yes, I love that name, Spark Scratchers. And I love something that has two S's, alliteration. I love it. All right, Leon, I'm sold. Listeners, record yourself delivering your new name for matches. You can send them to us at brainson.org slash contact. And while you're there, you can send us mystery sounds, drawings, and questions. Like this one. What happens if you take a party balloon to space? Again, that's brainson.org slash contact. And keep listening. You're listening to Brains On. I'm Leon. And I'm Molly. And today we're exploring sand while at the beach. And our pal Nico is here too. Hi. Okay, so Nico, you said we might be running out of beach sand. How can that be? We just learned that sand comes from natural materials breaking down into tiny pieces and washing ashore. Isn't new sand being created all the time? Well, yes. But that process takes millions of years, and we're using up sand much faster than it can be replaced. We use sand to make building materials for stuff like roads, bridges, and houses. Huh. That stuff is very important. And you need sand to make glass for windows and mirrors. Oh, gotta have windows and mirrors. And you need it for lots of metal products like pots and pans, street lamp posts, and even car parts, which are often shaped using sand. Wow. Okay, sand is really important. I'd say. Scientists think humans use about 50 billion tons of sand every year. Whoa. That is a lot of sand. It's the same as if every single person on Earth used about 40 pounds of it every day. My dog is about 40 pounds. So imagine me and you two and every other person on Earth making an exact sand replica of my dog every single day of the year. So is construction where the sand from the beach is going? Some of it. But most of the sand used in building construction comes from rivers and lakes. So that's not the only thing to blame. Molly, Leon, sadly, there is another reason sand is disappearing. Picture a sandy beach. As the waves lap up onto the shore and slide back out to sea, they drag some of the sand with them. Sand might also be pushed further down the beach when there's a strong wind. But isn't it natural for sand to get washed out to sea by big waves or pushed farther down the beach by the currents and wind? Yeah, these processes are totally natural, but they're getting more intense. Climate change is making storms like hurricanes stronger, which means bigger waves and more wind, which also means more sand getting swept away. Oh, yeah. 
and glaciers and icebergs are melting into the ocean, causing sea levels to rise, which means even if the sand on our beaches isn't going anywhere, more of it is underwater. Right. And even when the sand on the beach could be replenished by new sand, remember, we're taking a lot of sand out of rivers so we can use it to build things. So that sand never has a chance to make it to the beach. Plus, humans have also built roads and houses right along the beach, and dams that stop rivers from flowing. Huh. So all of that would block new sand from making it all the way to the beach. Exactly. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but my family used to go to Florida every year, and the sand would be less basically every time we went. It was pretty surprising. Leon, have you noticed any change in the sand where you go to the beach? There's a lot less sand than there was before. It's a lot more Mm. rocky. Very interesting. Yeah, so sandy beaches are really important because they help protect the communities behind them from flooding during storms. That's because when storms send really big and intense waves crashing onto the beach, the sand absorbs some of their energy and slows them down so the waves don't rush up past the beach. Sandy beaches are also home for countless creatures. You might see sea lions socialising or crabs scuttling back and forth to find food or even baby sea turtles taking their very first steps towards the ocean. Dang, is there anything humans can do to make the problem better? Actually... I've got it! Sandon, there you are. Where did you go? Well, after you guys accused me of taking all the sand off the beach... No one accused you of that, Sandon. I decided to read more about the problem. At first, I just wanted to clear my good name. But it turns out, Nico was totally right. Beaches all over the world really are losing sand. So then, I had to do a dramatic wail. Like, so. Oh, no! I mean, sand is such an exquisite substance. Without it, a beach day would just be a day. Nobody wants to make grass castles or bury themselves in plain old dirt. So... I started working on a prototype. Prototype? Ahem. <clears throat> Did you know Mars is covered in sand? Here are the schematics for a big shoot in space. A sand shoot. Ah, Sandin's sand shoot to send all that sand down here to Earth. It's rain and sand. Hallelujah, it's rain and sand. Huh? So, you guys like it? That is not a realistic solution, Sandin. But I love your enthusiasm. And the good news is there are some solutions with real potential. Like in Louisiana, which is a state that's seen a lot of beach erosion, there's a company that's recycling glass back into sand. Oh, we did a whole episode a few years ago about how glass is made. The main ingredient is silica sand. Then it can be used for things like making concrete, filling in playgrounds or volleyball courts. You can even put some of it back in beaches and wetlands. That's so cool. It is. But recycled glass doesn't work for every beach, so scientists are trying other things too. One of them is beach nourishment, which is just a fancy way of saying putting sand back on the beach. But instead of building a chute from Mars, this sand is usually pumped from the ocean floor and dumped onto the beach. Does it work? Well, sometimes. But eventually, that sand usually gets washed out or pushed away too. One of the best ways to keep sand on beaches is to make sure all the sand washing down from rivers makes it there in the first place. Some communities have done that by removing dams that blocked up rivers. 
and other communities are considering removing roads and buildings next to beaches. Which would allow the beach to go back to its normal cycle of losing and gaining sand? Yep. And, of course, if we manage to slow down climate change, we'll have fewer intense storms and less sea level rise. That's a tall order. But I know one place we can start. The sand from my sand stand should stay right here on the beach. Bye-bye, little bottle buddies. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go figure out my next big money-making scheme. Ooh, maybe coconut freezies that you drink out of coconuts. Great idea, Sandin. Sand is made from rocks and minerals breaking down over millions of years. And how deep it goes depends on the beach and how close you are to the ocean. And while it's great for making sandcastles, we use sand for all kinds of things. Like building roads and bridges, making glass and mirrors, and shaping things made of metal. But beaches and riverbeds are losing sand. Luckily, some very smart people are thinking of ways to replenish it so that we can keep enjoying our beaches for many years to come. That's it for this episode of Brains On. This episode was written by Molly Blue and Nico Gonzalez-Whistler. It was produced by Rosie Dupont, Anna Goldfield, Aaron Odisselassi, Anna Wego, Ruby Guthrie and Mark Sanchez. Our editors are Sandin Totten and Shayla Farzan. This episode was sound designed by Rachel Breeze. We had engineering help from Gareth Patch, Jake Aylward, and Jess Berg. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Lanita Bishop. Brain Zone is a non-profit public radio program. There are lots of ways to support the show. Subscribe to Brains on Universe on YouTube, where you can watch animated versions of some of your favorite episodes, or head to brainson.org. While you're there, you can send us mystery songs, drawings, and questions. Okay, Leon, are you ready to hear the mystery sound again? Yep. Okay, here it is again. All right. Any new thoughts? You're going to stick with your original answer? What do you think? I think I'm going to stick with my original answer. Hey, remind us what that was. Someone with like a jug with water and ice in it pouring it into a cup. Very good guess. Are you ready for the answer? Yes. Okay, here it is. Hi, I'm Miles and I live in Pasadena, California. The sound that you just heard was me pouring water and ice. Oh. My goodness. Leon. Holy cow. Excellent ears. How do you feel? Very happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's an excellent guess. So I'm guessing you have, you must have poured water and ice at some point in your life then. (laughs) Yeah, I really like having ice with water. So I do it almost every day. Oh my gosh. So good. Excellent work. Now it's time for the Brains Honor Roll. These are the incredible kids who keep the show going with their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. 
Amira from Indianapolis, Hartley and Hope from Bath, New York, Liam from New Orleans, Bird and Woods from Bothell, Washington, Tino from Framingham, Massachusetts, Briarwolf and Aspen from Toronto, Cooper from North Lima, Ohio, Zan and Ava from Boynton Beach, Florida, Sam from Houston, Texas, Adley, Eden, Abel and Odin from Lashburn, Saskatchewan, Grant from Carlsbad, California, Diva and Nova from Omaha, Jack from Australia, Josephine from Columbus, Ohio, Cade and Dax from Longmont, Colorado, Casey from Milton, Massachusetts, Madeline from Chino Hill, California, Nicolo and Javi from Manila, Philippines, Xiao Chen from Singapore, Simone from Deerfield, Massachusetts, Deacon from Columbus, Ohio, Ellie from Durham, North Carolina, Caleb from Fairfax, Virginia, Claire from Anderson, South Carolina, Nora from Hermitage, Tennessee, Calvin, Emily, Anna, Eliza, Matthew, and Benson from Mannequin Sabbath, Virginia, Peter from Seattle, Everly from Port Washington, New York, Leticia from Singapore, Casimir from Spokane, Washington, Elizabeth and Andrew from Maui, Madeline from Canada, Marion and Paul from College Day. Texas, Zoe from Milpitas, California, Kazuma from Daly City, California, Sully, Lively, Matilda, and Violet from Ashland, Oregon, Mateo from Indiana, Bianca from Taiwan, Evan, Noah, and Caleb from South Grafton, Massachusetts, Renee from Miami Beach, Florida, Clara from Minneapolis, Liam from Franklin, Tennessee, Vivian from Los Angeles, Lily from Paris, France, Otto from Belmopan, Belize, April from Livingston, New Jersey, Saleha from San Jose, California, Olive from Vancouver, Washington, Danny from Uxbridge, UK, Uzum from Toronto, Cooper from Spring Hill, Tennessee, Reese from White Rock, British Columbia, Nora from Half Moon Bay, California, Gordy and Maxine from Buffalo, New York, Ruhan from Chicago, Ishan from Sunnyvale, California, Madison from Wimberley, Texas, Ramona from Oakland, California, Vivian from Valley Village, California, and Colette from Davis, California. We'll be back next week with a fire episode all about the magic of matches. Thanks for listening.